0: Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue in our study of 1 Peter. We're in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, which reads, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. That's First Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Today we return to our study of 1 Peter chapter 2, where the Apostle Peter is equipping us with the weaponry needed to fight the good fight of the faith. In 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter reminded us of our new life in the Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 2, he carries the analogy over by using newborn babes to describe the believer in Christ. If we do not fill our souls with the word of God, something else will fill the void. In our previous study, Peter introduced us to a few words, malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. These define us when we are being defined by the flesh or the sinful desires that are yet within us even though we've been born again. This is why the Apostle Peter directs our attention to the Word of God. When His Word defines us, He produces the life we all really want and are seeking. The Apostle Peter wrote this letter to young believers in the Lord Jesus who were going through some tremendous pressure. He refers to these young believers as newborn babes who weren't babies. The Apostle employed this analogy in order to help his readers to understand their responsibility in their sanctification. Recently, my family and I had a nest of baby Eastern Phoebe flycatchers on our front porch. These five baby birds were born hungry. They demanded bugs all day, demanding of their mom and dad much work. Not a minute went by before either the mom or the dad was feeding them. It reminded me that the highest rate of growth and human life is the infant stage. Babies change weekly. When a baby is hungry, that baby will be faithful to let you and everyone else know exactly what they want. So when a baby desires milk, everyone will know about it. It's an unmistakable signal, and it is quite normal. It is quite appropriate for the Apostle Peter to use the object lesson of newborn babes to communicate a very important spiritual lesson here in verse two. In so doing, the Apostle was instructing his readers about the secret of their spiritual success. And the practice must never change, no matter how mature we get in our walk with the Lord. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, If we do not hunger and thirst for God and His Word, we will atrophy. As believers in Christ, we must greatly desire or crave God's truth, just like a baby craves its mother's milk. And when we do that, we will grow because of it. To the degree that we long for the pure milk of the Word is the degree that we will grow spiritually. The self-life must be replaced with a longing for a greater truth. The greater truth is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ who is gracious toward us. We simply cannot grow spiritually without a steady diet of the pure Word of God. It is His grace that creates the greatest desire in us to seek him and to know him, and to make him known to others. In verse 3 of today's passage, we read, If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. The apostle did not use this conditional sentence to question his reader's salvation. He was simply saying that if God's grace has not performed its transformational work in us his word will not have its desired effect the word translated gracious is derived from an Old Testament term which speaks of God's loyalty to his promises God has always been true to his word and it is his grace that creates a resolve in our souls a deep desire in our souls to want to be obedient to Him. When we come to God's Word, we must come to meet the Lord Himself. The Bible is like a pane of glass which is designed to enable us to see God through it. It is through His Word that He delivers the life that we crave. If we were to center in on the Word, we would become etched but that's not the purpose of the word. The word is to reveal to us God's heart, God's intentions of love toward us. And it is through the power of his word as we yield to it that he expresses his grace in, to, and through us. And it is this grace that moves us deeply It moves us deeply to resolve out of gratitude to bring glory to the one who loved us to the point of his death. I close with the words of Mike Iaconelli, who once said, Looking back over the years, I realize the Bible isn't magic, but it is corrective. It isn't an answer book. It is a living book. It isn't a fix-it book. It is a relationship book. When I confront God's Word, I am confronted. When I read God's Word, it reads me. When I seek God's presence, He seeks me. End quote. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.